Welcome to Therapists Uncensored, a podcast where therapists freely speak their minds about real-life matters. Hi, welcome to Therapists Uncensored. This is Ann Kelly, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Patty Allwell and Sue Marriott. And uh, we've been having a blast so far. So we have launched and are incredibly excited that we've had the response of hitting worldwide, which is um, exactly what one of our hopes was in doing this. We've hit... Well, it's beyond our hopes. We, well, we kind of thought that we would have three people listening, you know, our sister, mother, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even sure we got those, but... <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, but we're in, what, 43 states and... 31, 31 countries. countries. Oh, that's right. Yeah, someone downloaded us from Nigeria today. Hello, Nigeria. <laughs> in 43 states... So we're missing. Where are we? What are we missing? We're anybody? missing Iowa. We're missing South Carolina, West, West Virginia. South Carolina, come on. <laughs> Alaska. Does anybody know anybody in South Carolina to forward this to? That would be really awesome. West Virginia. West Virginia. Alaska. Sarah Palin. Yeah, if you know Sarah Palin. How about Sarah Palin could use some secure relating? If you think that maybe, you know, some... Uh, uh, relational skills. Anyone in Alaska who might could use some relational skill building, um, send, it. send it along. Great. Well, we're excited to have you guys here for another podcast, and uh, let's get rolling. Today, I'm going to talk about minding your relationship. And we hear a lot about mindfulness, and I think we tend to think of it as being a solitary pursuit, something that you... Uh, you know, go to a dark room and sit so quietly. Can I, yeah, so can I jump in on this a, b, b, just before we get started about this whole idea of mindfulness, right? Like, because when I think of mindfulness and, you know, like, is it incense and gold robes and bald heads um, and ums and, and crisscross sitting crisscross applesauce? It is that as well, but is it only? Well, that, you know... I think you're referring more about meditation and meditation is a huge part of mindfulness and a very valuable tool for emotional reg- regulation, for brain plasticity. Also, there's all sorts of studies that tell you that meditation is really good for you. Well, exactly. And that's part of why I'm saying it is because I, if anybody out there is like me, you know, they might give the eye roll when you think of mindfulness as something that only healthy people do or, you know, only vegetarians or only people who do yoga or, you know, it's kind of like, of course you should be more mindful, just like you should eat your vegetables. Like it's, who would disagree with being more mindful, but what does that actually mean? And the way I like to describe it is this, there's an author here in Austin named Spike Gillespie, and she says that if you have a lung and an ass, (laughs) then you can be mindful. And so I don't know how many of you out there have those two things, but uh, one lung and a rear end is enough for you to be able to do this. And um, so... What what does she mean by that, Anne? Sue, sorry. (laughs) I'm the one with the red hair. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I know we all look alike, but... (laughs) Um, The... So the idea behind that is... And, you know, this is getting to... On one hand, it's a solitary activity. And then I love your point, which is how do you do it together? But just making the uh, pre-point, if you will, 
that really all that we're talking about when we talk about mindfulness is being able to regulate your body and your and integrate your mind by being able to it's like if you can focus the muscle of your mind where you actually mean for it to go instead of letting it flutter around like a moth that is just fluttering to the stimulation you know the worry or the thought or the that whatever planning is, for the future exactly whatever is the light that's shining and, and, and blinking trying to get our attention most of us are like the little moth banging ourselves against the light you know and all really that mindfulness is about and what the long and the rear end is it's like if I can just take a breath and focus on my breath even one time now I'm in charge of my mind and by being in charge of my mind like that's I'm practicing I'm like I'm in the gym and my mind is a muscle and I'm my mind now is getting stronger and I'm in charge of it instead of I'm a, you know, instead of it being in charge of me. Right. And that's beautiful because uh, one definition, a very simple definition of mindfulness is paying attention, focusing. Awareness. And honestly, it doesn't even, I, I, it doesn't even have to include your butt to tell you the truth. Because <laughs> you don't even have to have one of those. Right. That's true. Feet, because, feet would work because you could be because standing. Because feet, it's, it's, it's like a, a deep awareness. And it's awareness of where your mind wants to be. It could be in the present moment and awareness of your environment. Or as you're going to speak about today, your partner or yourself in your relationship. Or, but it's, it's an awareness, but it may not be awareness of the moment. You might actually be doing a gratitude or you might, there's all sorts of different ways to bring mindfulness, but it's actually you being aware and in charge of where your mind goes and then bringing it gently back to where that is over and over again. And the research on the effects of that is just astounding. Right. So today we're going to talk about how to use it in a, in a relationship and where, why would you want to? Um, first of all, you can't do it. You know, I have a lot of people who will say, I can't pay attention to my partner all the time mindfully. That would just, my day would be shot. Right. right? We're not monks that live in <laughs> monasteries right, that right. can pray all day. Yeah. And, and I have a job. And, right. But you can carve out a few moments in your day where you can turn off the cell phone, you can turn off the TV, and you can pay attention to what your partner is saying and what's important to your partner. And part of what I'm going to talk about today is some simple exercises. Like what? Well, the very first one is an exercise where you just take a few moments and you you try and notice something new about your partner. And that can be a behavior, it can be something physical, it can be something, an idea that they said that surprised you. Because I think when we are in a relationship for a long time, uh, we begin to believe that we know what our partner thinks, we know what our partner is going to say, we know what they're going to do, and we certainly know what they look like. So we stop looking, we stop listening, we stop really paying attention. We're... That's right. I mean, that's it goes with sort of the <clears throat> the brain science stuff that we've talked about, where the, the brain is an anticipation machine. So initially... With a child's mind, a child sees fur and ears and a tail and eyes, and then later ascribes... On the dog, not your partner. (laughs) Well, then later (laughs) ascribes the idea of dog, and and then it's just a dog. And then then you just only see a dog. 
Um, but I think what you're talking about is like trying to get back to seeing our partner with a child's eyes where that we actually see the tail and the fur and the ears and the eyes and sort of rediscover who they are non-judgmentally with love, with curiosity, with openness, with compassion. Yeah, and there's been a lot of research that Ellen Langer out of Harvard has done on um, when when people pay attention to their partners with this kind of openness and really looking for something new to notice, their partner actually experiences them as more trustworthy and more authentic. That's because they are. <laughs> because it's true. I was just going to say that because if you're actually taking the care and the time to be mindful of your partner and being aware of them, that you are communicating an openness and a trust. So it is a nonverbal. We're animals. We pick up these things from each other without conscious awareness. And so, and of course, as we talk about in relationships, it's so important as a side note to feel novelty our body seeks and desires novelty. And if we think, oh, we know everything about our partner, it's very tempting to think, ah, and to turn elsewhere for novelty rather than to really find the novelty in the person sitting across from you. Yeah, I love what you're saying. It's like, it's a way of cultivating passion Mm -hmm. and uh, sort of falling in love again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And activates those systems. When you do it, Patty, as you're speaking, it activates those openness systems in our body that um, activates the in love. So the, with the novelty, you might not only find your partner more authentic and more trustworthy, you might find them sexier. Exactly. Well, they will find you sexier because you're noticing them. And that's a big part of sexiness. It's like when, especially if you were able to notice and then mention something like I really love, or I really notice. Of course, let's remember, we're talking about the novelty. We're not talking about the extra pounds that your partner might've put on. What we're talking about is the novelty and the care and the love of what you love about them or something interesting or new. Or, you know, I would even say the extra pound or the... In the the, or the way. laugh lines in their eyes as they get, or the little gray at the temples, or right. something. You know, it doesn't matter what it is, but you find it in this loving way that right. you love the newness in them and you love being alias. Yeah, I love that exercise, Patty. Yeah. So the second one I want to talk about is um, extended gazing into each other's eyes. You know, when we start a relationship, and you know, you just do this without even thinking about it. You have these luscious soul-to-soul gazes, and, you know, it's very sexy, it's very wonderful, and somehow we stop. And really taking a few minutes to find a quiet corner and stare lovingly into your partner's eyes. Now, this isn't a staring contest. You get to blink, you get to glance away if you need to, and they do too. This is something that's very powerful physiologically. And so, you know, if you have a partner who has some discomfort, you have to be conscious of that. Oh, yeah, better be careful because there is this idea that extended eye contact, you're either going to fight or... Oh, have sex? (laughs) PG, PG. PG. (laughs) Fill in the blank. Fight or have right, sex. right. Um, but that that's how powerful this um, this ex- exercise is. Is that something's going to happen? Something big is going to happen with extended eye contact. Um, so right, and it, and I want to make sure we all know that it doesn't mean you're going to fight or have sex with your partner. 
but if you if you do this to someone you're not intimate with, you know, it it can be a sign of aggression. But try one thing. I'm suggesting that you tell your partner and you try to do this on a daily basis, which I think is a beautiful exercise. But without, if you're just the only one listening to this tonight, when you're with your partner and you're at dinner, try the eye gaze. Don't say a word. You might scare them, but try a soft, kind eye gaze, but really maintain it in this really conscious, aware way and see if you can see the effect on your partner tonight. Yeah, I like that. Um, the soft part, the where your eyes are soft, that your cheeks are relaxed, that your lips might have just this little bit of a smile, um, kind of almost like a knowing, um, you know, goodness, mm-hmm. uh, kindness. The message that you send to your partner is so pre- pleasant and can be very unconsciously received. Mm-hmm. And then as you do that, as a, as a mindfulness, be aware of your own body as you do that. Because if you tune into your own body at the time that you're doing this, you might very well be able to note the calming effect on your body, the slow slowness in your heart rate and the feeling of warmth that you physiologically will feel. I was just thinking that word that like, it's a, it's a movement, it's a turning toward, and it's a movement towards warming up the relationship and, Absolutely. and, and moving towards, and just you know, we had joked about the oxytocin and the orgasm and looking away, but the reverse would be true too, right? In lovemaking and being able to have eye contact at the moment of orgasm would be a way of reverse of really enhancing the bond and enhancing the connection so that if you've lost contact, if you've drifted with your partner, this would be another way of coming back together. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'd like to add one other simple exercise, and this is another one that leverages our biology, but in a different way. Um, I'm sure many of you have heard about the vagus nerve. It's It innervates a lot of our major organs, and it um, is really important in our central nervous system. And so what I recommend for people to do after they've been apart for a while and they come back together is that they do a full frontal hug and that they stay there until their bodies start to relax. And so if you've ever held a puppy or a baby, you've had that experience of feeling them all of a sudden collapse a little bit after you've been holding them. And um, that's called a vagus response. And adults can do it too. And so you have a embrace with your partner and what I recommend is that rather than paying attention to yourself, because then you're up in your head and you're not really being mindful, that you pay attention to your partner and you really sort of feel what their skin feels like or their shirt or you notice their smell and you really wait and, and notice whether they relax. Because if while you're doing the hug, you're really thinking, I'm not relaxing, I'm not relaxing, I'm not relaxing. <laughs> It's not really a mindfulness exercise. So it's happening right now, actually, Patty. I'm like relaxing into you. I'm crawling into your lap because your arms are out and you're talking. And I'm like thinking of this. So it's actually quite effective. But the other thing I would add is to whatever you do, close your mouth and do not speak. Because words get in our way. And I know this from personal experience. um, That, 
you know, when we try to talk and we're, we try to process or if we like blah, 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 it, <clears throat> then the other person is responding and all of a sudden we're in our head and we're out of the moment. So what I particularly love about this exercise is that it's nonverbal and that that's part of what makes it so powerful because it's body to body. And part of how I can remember vagus, you know, versus dorsal, dorsal is in the back and vagus is in the front and the vagus it when you're hugging or when you're laying on top of one another that's another one where you're vagus to vagus is you create a v and the v is for vagus ah i like that um and really the only time you know a mother with a baby or or a parent i should say with a baby on their chest is vagus to vagus and really pretty much unless you know like that's the big one where you get a whole lot of that and then lovers or partners. Or a or... sexy tango. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Dancing. Exactly. Well, and we're talking about this in terms of couples because that's the focus of our, our podcast today. But it is also really relevant to your for a mother and a child or a father and a child that that kind of a Vegas to Vegas connection Especially when soothing. there's a t- is soothing and relaxing, mm-hmm. and you know, and your part about the shut up is so relevant because y'all brought up two points that I wanted to highlight: the smell and the bringing the olfactory and how important that is. Mm-hmm. So when you go and you come home and your first, and Stan Tacken speaks about the reunion and how important the reconnection is when we've been apart. And so I really love to suggest this to people when they first come home, that that's the first contact they have. And they do it and they bring it in a mindful way. It's not that quick hug goodbye or hello. It's at a time maybe after everything's put down and you take a second, you go into this hug and you smell and you do it mindfully. You're bringing your whole body. Again, the point is bringing your whole body into that moment of release. So instead of immediately walking in and complaining about the traffic that you just hit and talking about the negativity that may be on fresh in your frontal lobe on your brain and your instinct, which can be received by your partner almost, you know, as a, as a grating nerve effect. So you've come home and now there's two nerves. I kind of call that metal on metal. Instead, when you try this exercise and you go and you embrace and you take it mindfully your body slows down and you may not have the need then to start regurgitating all the stress of what happened right before you walk. And you're also you know, activating the olfactory and the whole physical system to slow down. And of course, sending a message to anybody around you that this is a really important primary relationship. So right. it has the a, kids and things like that. And the kids will be soothed by seeing you do that. The kids' bodies themselves can be soothed by seeing you do this. And the other important point to that, Anne, that I totally, I love just how you describe that, is that it's fast. Mm-hmm. Like people are busy. And again, making this realistic in people's lives, this isn't sitting down, crisscross applesauce and needing to meditate for 30 minutes. This is, we're talking, what, Patty? Oh, less a minute. Than a minute. And well, unless, here's the other just quick caveat, that you want to hold on to your partner until you really feel them relax. And a lot of times you think you've relaxed, but they can tell that you haven't and they, that you haven't gotten that letdown response. And so you hang on. You're like, no, 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 you're not going anywhere. <laughs> but you don't say it. Remember, you're supposed to be quiet. <laughs> you just hang on. And um, until they actually get the relaxation response and also until you get the relaxation response and kind of the battle, it's a good battle to have of like, okay, let's both get there. And then hopefully, you know, it'll just take a couple of seconds just or a couple of moments, minutes, maybe. And then boom, you don't have to talk about anything. You move on, you hit the lunches, you hit the dinner, you 
you know, walk the dog, like you can just go. So it's very, very realistic and effective and powerful to it. And guess what? Then when you're doing dinner and you're walking the dog, you feel differently. Right. Just from that, just from that 60 seconds that you've taken out. You've your nervous system. That's right. And you've used your partner's nervous system to do that. That's right. That's right. We've synced up. Right. Exactly. So all of these, I'm glad you talked about the time because all of these exercises, all three of them, are moments in your day. That's or, right. They're not, you know, like, oh, I can't do this. I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. If you have time. If you have 60 seconds. Right. Do you have 60 seconds? I, I, <laughs> I, I don't I do. know. I'm pretty busy. <laughs> but the, the amount of research that comes out of a few minutes of mindfulness, both individually, and I'm hoping a plethora of research for couples is going to continue to come out. When you really look at the cost benefit and just the message you're sending to your partner, when you say this really matters, I'm going to stop and do this because you really matter. That in and of itself sends an amazing message. Absolutely. That's right. So as you're listening, we want to really challenge you to pick one of these three things and experiment with it. So Patty, can you remind us what the three things sure. are? Sure. The first one was notice something new about your partner. Okay. The second one was the extended eye gaze. Okay. And the third one is the hug. All right. Remember then the non-talking hug. I have to add <laughs> that part. So uh, that would be the challenge, would be to pick one of these um, activities, these exercises, and see if you can experiment, gonna experiment, just play around with it. See, just notice and see what happens. Notice what happens inside of you. Notice what happens inside your child or your significant close person in your life. And we really thank you for sticking with us through this podcast today. We've got lots more to come. Subscribe to us. Contact us on our on our uh, website, www.therapistuncensored.com. Right. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. Uh, and me- any, any place you get podcasts, you'll find us. That's right. We'd also would really, really love to hear from you. Uh, any feedback, any topics that you'd like to hear, there's an Ask a Therapist button on our website. So send it along. We are really listening. We read every single piece of mail. And we're going to keep looking for South Dakota. <laughs> Y'all are going to keep hearing about South Dakota. <laughs> we're going to get all 52. That's all I'm saying. Come back soon. Hey, thanks for listening. If you ha- are hearing this part of the podcast, it means that you have listened to the whole thing, which means hopefully that you were finding it valuable. And if so, we would really love it if you could run on over to wherever you're getting your podcasts and give us a rating Uh, review us and share us with your friends it actually helps us a whole lot we're still in the first eight weeks for new and notable so any activity there on itunes or stitcher or any of your android platforms would be really useful for us also always feel free to drop us a line we love hearing from you and any feedback and any topic ideas for the future we're going to sign off and with a promise that we've got some really fun, exciting things coming for you. Um, we're be- going to begin to have some guests on and uh, there'll be curated guests of people that we know our audience will really enjoy hearing from uh, about relational well-being and health and uh, learning about yourself and learning about your relationships and making them all better. So stick with us and again uh, try to leave us a rating and review it's real it's very very meaningful to us take care we'll see you around therapist uncensored is ann kelly 
Patty Allwell, and Sue Marriott. Cameron Lindsay edits the show.